G'day guys, welcome to Talk Shop, the workshop talk show. We are your hosts, Al and Imo, husband and wife duo, building our dream lifestyle one project at a time. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we work. And pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. G'day guys, we're back again with another episode of Talk Shop, workshop talk show. We are your hosts, Al and Imo, and it's another Monday evening. It's a bit chilly today in Victoria. We've had a bit of rain, a bit of cold, but we're doing good. Yeah, guys, welcome back to the show. Episode number 30, Dirty 30. Mate, we made it to our 30th. It's crazy. I can't believe we've been doing this podcast. I just can't believe we've sat down 30 times and recorded it. And I can't believe I've sat down 30 times and edited it. That's a lot of like our voice that's just out there now. It's pretty weird to think about that, isn't it? It's super weird. Like, I wonder how many hours of our voice people have been listening to. (gasps) For anyone listening, we are so grateful, I guess. Well, humbled. What's the word I'm trying to think of here? Grateful, humbled, both. I think it's, it's so cool to know that there's people out there enjoying our podcast because we have so many of you guys messaging in saying, like, you loved this episode or can you do this on another episode? And we love the feedback. So... Thank you, the listeners out there listening to it, because it really drives us to keep going and do this podcast because you're the reason we're doing it. Like, it's really fun, isn't it? Yeah. Speaking of, we had a listener post a picture today of them listening to our podcast saying that it was getting them super motivated. So thanks for listening. We're so happy to bring a little bit of motivation and inspiration to your ear holes. That is what this podcast is all about. Get it in your ear hole. Get it in your ear hole. No, but basically, you know, we love having our own business. It totally changed the trajectory of our lives, moving away from the city, starting our own business and running our own schedule. And now life honestly just feels so limitless. And we absolutely love business. We're constantly trying to convince people to start their own. And then we're like, no, we'll start a podcast. The people will come that want the help. We're not going to throw out unsolicited advice. People are coming here to learn. We're here to share. Yeah, we're not pushing it on anyone. We're just trying to attract the people that are really into that sort of lifestyle, hey. And then shove it down your ear hole. Yeah, shove it in your <laughs> ear hole. Get around it. No, but we, we love having you all here. And this episode was uh, inspired by a comment that we got from a, a person inside our Facebook group, Talk Shop Insiders. And we've got a little community going on in there. It's Look, it's only just started. It's in baby phases. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're in Talk Shop Insiders, get in there and post. We need people to get in there and start asking some questions, start asking for some feedback, sharing some wins, sharing some challenges. That's what that Facebook group is all about. At the moment, it's literally me just posting about (laughs) us and it's time for us to get other people involved. So if you're listening, please get into the Facebook group and post. However, I did ask the other day for podcast topic suggestions, and this was one from someone within the group, and he said, can we talk about niching down? And I'm like, hells yeah, because I honestly believe that defining your niche in business is probably the most important decision you'll ever make, and it really just sets yourself up in the right direction. Yeah, 100%, and I think we've spoken about this topic over the 30 podcasts that we've done, 29, I should say, um, a few times. Like we've brought this topic up because it is so important and all the best brands around the world that you can think of in your head right now, I bet, 
are in a specific niche, you know, like every brand that comes to mind in my head, like the biggest brands, if you just think of like Name Nike, Maccas, Louis Vuitton, like all these big brands all have a specific niche and a target market. And it's so easy to identify who they are and what they do. Yep. And I think the most successful brands are the ones that are highly specific because you look at them and you're like, man, they are the experts in that. Yeah. And I love that. And we were talking about this before because we were like, you know, when you walk into like a $2 shop and they have everything. Yeah. You're like- mm, Everything's devalued. It's all $2. It's all shit. You know, yeah. like, you, it's, you know, it's- there's some pretty good stuff in there, but it's not like- if you were to walk into a shop that only sold watches, you'd be like, hmm, these guys know about watches. Exactly. And it's the same thing if you go into a restaurant, if you open the menu and they have every cuisine under the sun, you're like, what's going on in that kitchen? Yeah. You want someone who's an expert at what they do and has a specific niche. I think you respect a brand more when you know that they're like leading the way in whatever it is that they do. So- That's what we wanted to talk about today was finding your niche in business, basically, because we think it's so important. And for us, we've definitely niched down into making bedroom furniture. We started out as like making anything and everything when it came to furniture. And we were just like taking whatever the customer would come our way and ask for. And then we basically got sick of it, didn't we? We kind of realized like, there's a lot of these jobs that we don't like doing and we kept coming back to beds and it was like, beds are just fun, aren't they? And and it helped us find that niche naturally and then we sort of went off in that direction and it helped our business grow so much smoother and easier when we knew exactly what it was that we wanted to do. Yeah, everything just became so much easier when we specifically said we were making beds and I actually remember the day I went onto our website and I archived all all of the pages of furniture of stuff that you'd made that wasn't beds. So we had dining tables and coffee tables and joinery units and all sorts of different random things on our website. And I went through and I've archived them all and I only left the beds, the bedside tables and the tall boys and low boys. Yeah, and we still even have niched down since then. Like we've culled a few different pieces of furniture that I used to make that now we don't want to make anymore. Different types of timbers that we didn't like, certain bed styles that we didn't like anymore. We've just gotten rid of them. And it so helps our business to have less of a catalog than like this huge catalog of things where people can come online and see like, you know, oh, they make these kind of beds, but then they also make something that's completely different over here. It's so much easier when everything is in the same style and it it all fits our brand and our image that we're trying to create as Al and Imo, the furniture company. Yeah. I also guess that when we decided to kind of niche down and just do beds and bedroom furniture, it really meant that you could just refine your skills in that area and you didn't need to then all of a sudden You know, when we were doing everything, you needed to know about how dining tables were over time or, you know, coffee tables and making sure that the edges are nice and smooth because of babies bumping into them and, you know, wet areas and doing, you know, vanities and kitchen bench tops and stuff. So when you decided to just do beds, it was like you can organize like the bolt systems for just beds and you can think about like how thick the mid rail needs to be for these heavy latex mattresses. And it meant that you could really just focus in that one area And it also meant that customers, when they came to us, they just trusted us more because they were like, oh, well, you guys know beds. It's what you do. It's what you specialize in. I'll just trust with whatever you say. Yeah. I think another thing is like 
you cannot please everyone in business. And we were talking about this earlier today, you and I, how you can't take every single job on throughout the year because specifically for our business, it's only me making the furniture. We don't have anyone else. And so we can fill up our orders very quickly and then we have to turn everyone else away anyway. So basically, there's no room to take every single order coming your way. So you, you want to be picking the orders that actually are things that you want to be doing. Yeah. I definitely think if you're listening to this and you're an independent maker, one of the most empowering things that you can do is sit down, nut out how many making hours you have in a year that you can produce your products and then figure out exactly how many items you have the capacity of making. And you'll likely be quite surprised that it's not that many. And I think once you get an understanding of the amount of people that you're actually trying to attract as a customer in one year, it makes everything else seem so much easier. So, for example, you know, Al and I might do three jobs per month, depending on the size. That's only how many in a year? I think we roughly, we take orders three times a year and we roughly take 10 orders every single time. So, we roughly do 30 orders a year. So, yeah. it's actually not a huge amount of furniture per year. So, yeah, when you think about that, that's 30 customers 30 in a customers. Year. And that just feels so much easier to navigate and to manage rather than being like, oh, I've got to please everybody. I've got to please thousands of people. Like, how do I make sure everybody's happy? It's like, no, how do I find those 30 people that I can make something that I really love that they're going to really appreciate? And that's the beauty of niching down is that you can find your people And I think, I guess, when I say find your people, another thing that I think of is our online course. Like I was initially going to create it really broad because I was like, I want to help everybody. And then I was like, but wait a minute. If I was to put myself in a room with a certain group of people every single week and talk to them, which we do, I want it to be makers. I want it to be the creative makers just like us who are living the same kind of lifestyle as us. They're practical, they're hands-on, they're creative. They're the people that I want to sit down with and talk to every single week. So the niching down to create our course was just like another awesome yeah, example of niching down. It was going into a field that we're already passionate about and not kind of trying to cross over into other fields where it was like if you did a course that was very broad, like a, just a broad marketing course, you're getting anyone and everyone who's just trying to market their business. Whereas we've gone into an industry that we're already in. We love furniture making. We love that industry and people that love to make stuff are our people. Yeah. And, and also so, when the students come with questions, chances are I know the answers. Yeah. Whereas if I was trying to help everybody and if you're trying to make a product for everybody, you're going to have so many different complications, so many different problems, like more things, more problems, more things to figure out, more things to have to understand and to know. Like I just think niching down is just such a powerful way to succeed in business yeah and it really helps you become known for what it is that you do for us that's beds and then for the course it's a course specifically for makers so that's what we're going to be known for it's easier to just have that singular thing to be like oh they're the guys for that 
rather than be like, what do these guys do? They're like kind of too vague in your messaging when you're not niche down. Yeah, I guess a good example of that would be is sometimes when you go to somebody's website, and I found this quite often with furniture makers' websites because Al and I are in the industry, we're constantly, you know, checking other websites, seeing what other people are up to, you know, just out of curiosity to see what's going on, what's around, because I think you have to be looking at your, I guess I'd say the word competition, but I don't believe in scarcity mindset, I guess looking at your market and other people who are offering similar things to you. And when you go to somebody's website and maybe they have a piece of furniture that's listed at $4,000 and then right next to it, there's like a $45 chopping board or something. And automatically it devalues that more expensive piece and it confuses the customer. And there's all these random different things that are on display here. And you're like, who's your target market? Who are you trying to attract here? This doesn't really make sense. And I think it's really important to go, well, if I niche down in this area, then this is my specific target market. And our target market for our furniture are people who are a higher income bracket. They generally live in the city, whether it's Melbourne or Sydney, and they're professionals that work generally in the city. And that's kind of who our target market is. They're generally 40 40 plus and they're not handy at all. Yeah, I was just going to say like every time we deliver a piece to someone in Melbourne or, you know, we get our customers in Sydney, they're they're generally like doctors or lawyers or like, you know, they're business professionals that don't have the handy skills but they do have money to spend and and they they want nice things. things. And a lot of our customers are actually like, building a house or building a, or doing a renovation, you know, and they want new furniture to go into their new space. And so that also helps us find like our target market and how to do our marketing because we know what our customer base is and it really helps us specifically market to those types of people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like we mentioned before, we decided to niche down into bedroom furniture. Initially, it was beds. We love making beds. Al liked to make them. I love to style and photograph them. It was just a really great combination of our skills put together. And then from there, we were like, okay, well, bedside tables and then joinery units like uh, tall boys and low boys all kind of match together. It's a good upsell. And generally, quite a lot of our customers this year have paid for more than one product and they've bundled them together, which is awesome because it only means one delivery, multiple items, one set of admin, you know, one set of invoices. It just makes life so much easier. So having those products that you can kind of like tack on and they go together is a really good way to, you know, speed up your business processes and increase your profit. Yeah, it's a really easy way to, when you pick your niche, to grow your business because you know which direction you're going in to grow that business. So, yeah, it's a great way to do that. Like having your niche, once you figure that out, it's so much easier to set goals for your business and go off in the direction that you want to go in rather than sort of having this muddled up mind of like, oh, where am I supposed to move my business? What direction? So picking your niche is something you should really do. You don't necessarily have to do it straight off the bat. Like we didn't pick our niche straight off the bat. Like I mentioned earlier, when we started out, we kind of did everything and anything. And it was good to do that, I think, at the start because I learned a lot of like what I like, what I don't like, what kind of jobs and customers I liked, what kind of customers I didn't like. Um, We had a few times where things had gone wrong and like certain things like... I, I very early on, I found out I don't want to do joinery because 
you have to go to the person's house, you have to measure it, and then you have to install it. Whereas like a standalone piece of furniture, I can just put a photo on the website, people can order it, and I can make it. So there's certain things within your business that you might think, oh, I really like this aspect of it. Those are the things you need to focus on. And that's how you can sort of get into niching down. Yeah, I'd say like on that topic, niching down, you could decide that you absolutely love creating custom pieces for people. And you love that process of customization where you're back and forth and you're in the design process and you're coming up with something creative and new. We did that for a long time and then we realized that we don't want to do that anymore. And so we were, you know, we found our specific products that we now have on our website and we don't offer custom anymore. And that's just something that we decided that we didn't like doing anymore. Yeah, I think we still do offer customizations. However, we definitely gotten rid of a lot of different types of custom jobs. Like we don't take just random, here's my idea, can you make this jobs anymore? Whereas we did used to do a lot of those jobs. It's super inspiring. So never say never because I honestly, you know, if someone comes to me and they've got this epic idea and it like, you know, makes my stomach do flips and it feels right, then I'm like all for it. But generally, it's not something I'm going to scream from the rooftop saying, we make anything and yeah, everything. Yeah, 100%. And you, you just got me thinking like, say someone came along, I'm a carpenter, obviously, and said, I want you to build my house. I've got an enormous budget and I want you to do all the joinery, but I also want you to do the carpentry. I want you to do like, you name it, like all these cool, crazy things. I would be like, I'm definitely doing that. That's job. what you're doing for us. You know? What are you talking I'm about? Doing you're doing us, that right now. I'm not now. getting paid for it. This is your dream. It's, um, yeah, there's like a lot of things that could come your way that you, you don't have to say no to. If it's the right job for you, you'll know and you'll feel it deep down. You'll be like, that's for me. I want to do that. So yeah, for us, that is, we are open to custom, but we've definitely eliminated a lot of the things that we don't like out of our business and it really makes things more enjoyable, yeah. doesn't it? Like Totally. And I also think when, you know, as soon as we decided that beds and bedroom furniture is the direction we were going with, it made me realise exactly who I could collaborate with and I love bed linen. Anyone who follows us on Instagram would know that I'm obsessed and we've actually now got some really great partnerships with companies that have bed linen And by putting our beds and their linen together, we're able to get in front of their audiences. They're able to get in front of our audiences. And it's just this really beautiful, like, collaborative space where we can work together. And that's purely because we're very niche down and we've got a specialized area and it works together beautifully. So, you know, for example, if you were making bathroom vanities, you could collaborate with, you know, people who do bathware or people who do mirrors or tiles or sinks. soaps, like shampoo, whatever. Like anything that goes in the bathroom, you can collaborate with that kind of person because you're doing bathroom stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely a great thing to collaborate and having a niche definitely gives you that direction to go in like it does with your marketing. It's the same with collaborating. You give yourself a direction and a path to choose rather than being so broad. It really makes it harder to pick that kind of who do I go collaborate with kind of Yeah, and I would say also like, for example, maybe you did uh, kids' furniture and then the opportunities that you would have then to collaborate with kids' brands that have massive audiences would be huge because anyone who's got a baby and Instagram would know that mums just go mad over baby stuff. And there are some Instagrams out there for kids' interiors 
uh, kids' toys, kids' clothes, kids' artwork, like all of these different things you could style with your furniture, you could get in front of each other's audiences and you could just boom, like your business could just go crazy. So that's why niching down is so good because if you're someone who just offers everything and anything, it's harder for you to come up with those collaborative experiences because they might come to your website and be like, oh, yeah, you made a nice bed. But then also if my customers come to your website, they might get confused because you're also offering chopping boards and you're offering a swing set and you're offering a bowl and a table and a desk. Like it's just all a little bit confusing unless all of those things are made out of the same timber in the same style and they're a set. So there's like you can niche down into a particular type of material or you could niche down a particular type of room or you could niche down, you know, into a particular type of style. And I think there's yeah, yeah, there's, there's many ways to pick a niche. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be like the type of furniture like we've done. We've picked the bedroom. Like you said, you could pick a type of material that everything matches. And one person that comes to mind is made by Morgan. Like this guy, we've followed his journey since we became furniture makers. We've always like aspired and looked up to made by Morgan. And he really does like a broad array of different products for furniture but he uses all american oak and he has his rounded style and it's really beautiful and everything matches so you know that it's like oh he's the guy to go for for that style of furniture so there's definitely different ways you can pick a niche it doesn't have to be specific to the type of thing that you make it could be like you said the material yeah speaking of material we have a student inside the successful furniture makers course rayoni who makes upholstered couches so cool, so awesome. And she's decided to niche specifically down into doing velvet, which I love because it means that she can offer this like variety of different colors, but in this one particular type of material. And velvet is going to attract a particular type of customer. So she straight away, she's understanding who her target market is, the material she's offering, the colors she's offering it in. And then she knows exactly how to market because she knows who she's speaking to. And that's where niching down is so great because it makes everything else in your business so much easier. The decisions around marketing your business, the copy you put on your website to attract your right customer, the SEO in the back end, and all of those things all come back to your niche and who your target market is. Yeah. And it also helps you build a loyal customer base because you get returning customers because they know that you're the guy or the girl who made that type of thing for them. And then they refer you on to their friends as well. Like we've had a customer recently who we delivered this gigantic king size. It's called a bookshelf ledge bed and it's a massive headboard and we delivered it upstairs. And she's like, oh, I'm a lawyer. She was a bar- bar- Barrister. A barrister in Melbourne. I was about Melbourne. to say yeah, a like- barista. <laughs> no. Different. She's a barrister different and she was like, one. I'm going to tell all of my girlfriends about you. They're all barristers. Yeah. All my rich friends are going to know about you. And I'm like, oh, go on, share the news. That's wonderful. So, yeah, I definitely think like making those really specific customer relationships work in your benefits and also for returning customers too. Like we had so many customers come back and buy multiple beds from us. And sometimes you think like, oh, if I niche down too much, I won't be able to like get enough customers. But we've literally had customers buy multiple beds from us. So that's to show like niching down. It still works. You're not excluding yeah. people. In yeah. fact, you're probably speaking better to the people who want your services or product. 
The Successful Furniture Makers course by Al and Imo is the only implementation course of its kind that not only shows you exactly how to set up the procedures and processes in your making business, but also teaches you the digital marketing strategies to reach your dream customer at your dream price point. If you would like to join us, head over to furniturefriends.com.au forward slash successful furniture makers. Yeah, I think um, when you've got specific customers to market to, it makes it so much easier for you to pick out the people in the crowd that you're trying to sell your products to, don't you think? Absolutely. And I think if you're feeling nervous about niching down and you're like, oh, I just... I- I don't want to exclude anyone and I'm nervous to niche down because what if people don't, you know, buy my products or what if there's not enough customers out there for me? To give you an idea, we receive about 10 inquiries a day on our website for beds. So that's a lot of people. When you start to add it up, that's a lot of people looking for beds. And when you think about it, everybody sleeps in a bed. So it's something that everybody needs to purchase. So although we were like nervous to go from building all furniture to niching down to just beds, there's actually a massive market for it. And I think that anybody listening to this podcast, whatever it is that you do or that area that you specialize in, I think the more you research it, the more you'll realize like you're actually going to be okay. And I think also a good point would be is So like, say for instance, you have like a health issue or you had an injury or something, you want to go and see the expert that specializes in that industry, right? So like if you were to hurt your foot, you go to a podiatrist. Is that what you'd do? Yes, you would. (laughs) You're looking at me like- No, no, that's it. You're spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you just gave me this look where you're like, that's the wrong word. And I was like- No, you, you got it in one. A podiatrist. Pedi means foot. In, like, Latin, maybe? I think I was thinking maybe all of a sudden I got confused with pediatrics. Pediatrics, yeah. It sounds similar. (laughs) Children. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, you're right. Like, you wouldn't go to a fucking, I don't know, a psychologist to get your foot fixed, would you? You'd go to the (laughs) pediatrics. No, you got me. You go to the podiatrist. I just want everybody listening to realize that Al was giving me this incredibly confused face, which made me very much question what I was saying. I'm just confused. And I think I had it like completely wrong. But basically my point is, is you want to go to an expert. You want to go to the right person. And I think the same goes for you creating a product or offering a service Make yourself stand out as the expert in that industry. Stand out from the crowd. It's exciting to do your own thing. A hundred percent. And so I think we'll leave with like a few tips on how you can find your niche. And the the first thing to do is really just think about what you're really passionate about because there's no point picking a niche just because you think you're going to make a lot of money off this thing or like it's purely for profit. You need to lean into your interests and what it is that you actually love to do because that's what's going to make you happy later on down the track and it's going to drive your business further because you're so passionate to do what it is that you're picking. Yeah, and as an example for Al and Imo, we chose to niche down into beds because we know that when someone buys a bed, they're likely going to purchase it as a one-time purchase. They're not going to go back and buy beds over and over and over again. This is like a big lifetime purchase, which we absolutely love. And that's something that we always encourage our customers to think about is conscious purchasing and making sure that they're investing in something that's built to last a lifetime. Plus, I love styling beds. So that was where our two passions really collided. 
And also within that niche, we chose the types of materials that we want to use, which is predominantly Australian hardwoods. And we've really started using more black butt and Vic Ash recently. Yeah, I think we've definitely picked our niche and we, we're really putting our heart and soul into that niche. And it's so much easier because we're passionate about it. And like you just mentioned, we want to make pieces that last a lifetime. And that is written all through our marketing and our copy on our website. And we get all our customers all the time saying, oh, I just want this, my forever bed, you know, like I don't want any of that crappy stuff that just falls apart after a few years anymore. I'm investing in you guys because this is what I want forever. And so, yeah, it's much easier to market to these people, like I said before, because we're so passionate about it. And that's what we really want to do. And people come to us because they see that passion. Yep. And also, like you just mentioned, the copy on our website, it's all written for the customer. You know, we're working together here. We're trying to solve a problem for theirs. And their problem is, is they're looking for a piece of furniture that they can keep for a long time. They're sick of the crap. They're sick of the stuff that falls apart. They don't want the slats that fall down in the middle of the night. They don't want the beds that fall apart. They don't want the drawers where the bases fall out. They want a solid hardwood bed. And And we're here to make it for them. And that's it. And our interests align with our customers' interests. And that's what we're passionate about. And they see that. So pick something you're passionate about. That's that point. Do your research on the niche once you've picked what it is that you're trying to go into. So this would be just researching the market, you know, keeping your eyes on what other people are doing, your competitors, you know, whoever they might be. For us, it's like other furniture makers. We just look around every now and then and see what other people are up to. And yeah, it's good to see that everyone has their own style and it keeps you realizing that like there's so much of a market out there for what it is that we do. So make sure you just do your research in your own industry and see that there is a market for your product. The other good thing about doing your research and looking around at the industry is So say, for instance, someone comes to us with a picture and they're like, oh, I really like this bed or I really like this table or whatever it is. If it's not in our style, but we've done our research, we might be able to then refer them on to a maker that does their style. So say, for instance, someone comes to us with turned legs, we're like, oh, we don't do, you know, wood turning. We don't even have a lathe, but we know of a maker over here who does it. And they'll be able to help you out. So by doing your research, you can then steer your potential customers in the right direction if you're not the place they need to be. And I always love sending people to someone else if we can't do it ourselves. I think that's just such a nice way to kind of have that customer experience and be like, oh, you know, look, this isn't within our scope of work. However, I do know this incredible maker up in Queensland He would be perfect for this job. Here's his contact details. And then that person feels really supported. And even though they're not one of your customers, you're able to then pass that work on to somebody else. A hundred percent. And then that would lead into like the final thing, which we've mentioned so many times over this podcast. Once you have found your passion, you've done your research, you can really figure out who your target audience is. And this is so important because it really pushes you in the right direction as to where to go when it comes to marketing, your website, all the things in your business that you need to do to attract the right customer. And it becomes so much easier. If you know exactly what you're selling and exactly who you're selling it to, the marketing that you create, whether it's paid or unpaid, becomes so much easier. You'll save time and you'll save money because you know exactly what to say. You know exactly what your customer's pain points are, and then you can write specifically to meet them. And then you can give them the best customer experience ever because you've got what they want 
and they can find you and it makes it easier for your customers to search and find you on Google because you know exactly what to put on your website. And I think that's where a lot of businesses fall short is they don't get really specific about their product, their service and their target market. So they write this like really vague kind of wishy-washy website that doesn't get picked up in search results. So it's so important to understand what your niche is, who your target market and what you want to say. So if you've listened to this episode and it's gotten you really, really, really excited about business, but you're still feeling a bit confused and you feel like you want to learn with us, the Successful Furniture Makers course is opening soon. We have limited spots available. And if you're interested in finding out more, please head over to furniturefriends.com.au. We cover establishing your niche in module number one. So it's one of the first decisions that you make. And our students have just told us that it's probably one of the most valuable lessons that they did within the course. Even one student said to us that he got his money's worth in that lesson alone. Yeah, I was just going to say there's like a few students that come to mind straight away that like their whole business trajectory was changed right from the get-go in the course and then it just set them up on the right path instantly and they've just like moved on through the course with such like clarity and a clear direction on where they're going as a business and it's so exciting. That's what I've really enjoyed about our course is seeing the students like pick their niche and go with it and it's just so cool to see it all come together. Yeah, like you were just saying, the students, once they picked their niche and then it then it helped them make decisions around branding and helped make decisions around brand messaging and then into their website, to their target market, the website copy that they were going to write. So it just really set themselves up to just create all of that content around a business because they knew exactly what they were selling, who they were selling to and what they were doing. And it's, it's just been awesome. So yeah, if you are interested, head over to furniturefriends.com.au. We're going to leave you right there, guys. Have a wonderful week. Send us a DM, send us an email at g'dayatalanimo.com.au if you've enjoyed this episode or come and join us at Talk Shop Insiders on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.